We're going to be in Isaiah chapter 40 today. We're going to read uh, verses 28 through 31. If you're using one of our blue Bibles, that is on page 347. As we have entered into the new year, we're already 12 days in, which is surreal. New Year's was 12 days ago. So, um, you know, the, the new year, as all of us are aware, is a really, is like a natural mile marker for us to sit back and to evaluate our lives, to evaluate our goals, to, uh, maybe you haven't done this, but a lot of times, at least I've done this, I've went, okay, 2020 is coming, what was 2019 like, and then what do I hope that 2020 is like, right? And so, um, like, I think back on 2018, uh, at the end of that year, I had just gotten married and just been named pastor at this campus, so, like, my dreams just, bap, 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 like, came true, and I remember walking in 2019, like, God, what do you have for me? This is going to be amazing. Like, I'm a, I'm a newlywed. I got my dream job. You're powerful and big and beautiful, and nothing's impossible for you. What's this year have in store, right? Like, is anyone walking into 2020 like that? No? Okay, cool. All right. I thought I'd have some, some people hopefully raise their hands internally, but, like, hey, some of us are walking into the new year, like, oh my gosh, if it's anything like 2019, like two thumbs all the way up, 2020 is going to be so special, but some of us come into the new year and our expectations are just kind of low because of life experience, right? Like the, the fear of disappointment has grown stronger than the, the hope of expectation. Like 2019 brought some bad stuff, hard stuff, and we go, man, if 2020 is even sort of like 2019, it is going to be a bummer, right? Like, so I don't know where you're at today. I don't know if you're coming into 2020 with just expectations as high as they can go, just so excited. You're thinking about your career, your dating life, your health habits, your study habits, and you're just like, I am going to grow. I'm going to be a superhuman by the time 2021 gets around here. Or if you're going, I hope I can fall asleep for all of 2020 and just go ahead and get this year behind me because it's going to suck. I don't know why, but I just think it's going to. I don't know how you feel, but I imagine that whatever you're expecting from your new year has some sort of impact on your expectations of the Lord. I don't know if you've even thought about this yet, but I wonder as you come into this new year, what you're expecting of God. Like, what do you expect from your creator? Maybe you haven't talked to him like ever. Maybe you're distant from him. Maybe you're close with him. But I imagine that however you're feeling about your expectations of 2020, they tend to leak over into our prayer life with God, our walk with God, our expectations of God himself. And We're joining this word in Isaiah where this prophet is writing to this group of people and he's basically telling them the future uh, in this this book. He's telling them, hey, here's what's going to happen. Here's what's in store for you. So we come into 2020 going, I don't know what's going to happen, but I have expectations. Isaiah goes, I don't care about your expectations. Here's exactly what's going to happen, all right? And I'm going to be honest, the first 39 chapters of Isaiah are kind of bleak. They're sort of a bummer. They're not even sort of a bummer. They're all the way a bummer. Um, he writes them and goes, hey, look, because of your poor decisions, uh, your poor character, uh, just your, everything about how you've chosen to live your life, um, you're going to be captured by another group of people, and you're going to be enslaved, and it's just not going to be great. And you're 39 chapters in, and you're like, wow, Isaiah, like the, the all caps, the all time, bearer of bad news to these Israelites, these poor people. But then he's going to go, hey, while you're stuck in this like bleak reality 
and you're soaked in apathy and hard-heartedness, there is hope. And he begins to reorient their expectations. And chapter 40 really becomes this hinge point in the book where it goes, I know what it's going to be like, and it's not going to feel great. But no matter how you're feeling in this moment, no matter what you think the new year has, I'm going to explain why there is hope in the Lord. And while whatever your expectations are for your life currently, you'd be, you can bet on it. You can have the highest of expectations for the Lord. He is not insulted by that. He is honored by that. Expect great things from God. And that's what we're going to dive into today. That no matter where you're at in life, as you're looking at this new year, thinking about things like Awaken, hearing these amazing announcements, and it does certain things to your heart. Maybe you're feeling positive or negative, whatever it is. My word to you, my cry to you today, is that in your heart of hearts, you can expect great things from God this year for your life, for our city, etc. So I'm going to read. Actually, would someone like to read um, Isaiah uh, 40, 28 through 31? Would someone read, even if you wouldn't like to? Better way. Someone read it. Come on. Come on. Yeah, come on, Cody. Do you do whatever you, you want to do? Just vote. Just, just be loud. 31. Have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint. And to him who has no might, he increases strength. Even youth shall faint and be weary, and young men shall fall exhausted. But they who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Okay, this passage, thank you, Cody, is super epic. And I'm excited to explore it with you. I'm going to pray first. And if you're the kind of person that prays, I would encourage you to ask God, ask the Holy Spirit to just give you a heart that is receptive this morning, like it just help them to, to blow your mind this morning. Okay, so let's pray. Um, God, I'm going to give a few seconds that if anyone else wants to pray for themselves and, and just kind of get in the room and be present, they can pray. So if you want to pray, um, talk to God for a few moments and I'll, I'll pray over us. God, thank you for your presence, Lord. Thank you for being here with us. Holy Spirit, you're such a gift. God, thank you for for giving us insight on your heart and your ways through your Holy Spirit in us and around us. God, I just ask... 
uh, would you just, even this morning, rejuvenate and heal hearts that are wounded with cynicism or skepticism because of real life events? God, for those that come into the season just so joyful and thrilled and just they, they're sensing you and things are just on the up and up. God, thank you, Lord. Father, I just pray that, that this family here would be sensitive to one another, that we would care for each other well here, that we would be a safe place for the outsider to immediately feel like an insider, um, for the wounded to feel safe to be in pain, yeah, I just pray that this place would be a place of healing. It's, yeah, just help our community to be, um, to show the compassion and kindness and the healing touch of Jesus to one another, to our city. Um, thank you for a new year, Lord. It's, it's a blank slate. It's a fun way to press the reset button. And uh, God, we want to expect great things from you in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, that reminds me, hey, if you are a regular here and you consider Ruby your home, um, be praying for our church this year. I just realized, like, it's so important that we pray for our church and, and continue to ask God, like, why are you here? Why are we here? And, and just listen for the Holy Spirit. I believe God has, like, really sweet and beautiful things for this community, um, but we need to be in tune with, with him, right, and his heart for each other. And even as you're here, like, whenever you think, you just go, God, is there anyone here you want me to encourage? Is there anyone here you want me to welcome? Like, Let's have the compassion, the kindness, and the, the sensitivity of Jesus for one another. Does that make sense? I just, I think I feel, um, okay, I'm going to say this real quick, and then we're going to do the teaching. But I think I feel like the transient culture in Nashville, always moving parts. I mean, everyone's moving everywhere. Eric, you've already moved from Nashville and back to Nashville in the last month. Like, that's Nashville, right? Like, that's literally true of this man. Like, that's what it's like to be in Nashville. People are ever moving and shifting. And so when that happens, you know, we spend, you spend like an hour and a half here, which is literally 1% of your awake time for the week. And so I don't expect us to be like the closest family ever because we don't see everyone here a whole lot. But when you're here, um, let's just ask God, will you help this place to have a supernatural warmth? Like, will you help it to actually feel like family? Will you help us to be good at welcoming in the outsider that they feel immediately like they belong? And just pray for that. Does that make sense? Our church is really sweet, so let's pray for it. Okay, let's talk through this really cool passage. All right, so Isaiah, verse 28. He says, have you not known, have you not heard, the Lord is the everlasting God? All right, so he starts there, um, which is um, kind of redundant, a little insulting because he's talking to the nation of Israel um, and they have definitely heard, all right? They only grew up hearing and knowing about what he's been saying, like about God and, and the law and all this stuff. So it'd be, me, it'd be me going, have you guys not heard of Jesus? You'd be like, what are you talking? Yes, yes, chill out, right? That's kind of what Isaiah is doing. Like, hey, have you forgotten? But it's kind of like what I was saying um, during um, Advent. Now, he's doing this kind of thing. He goes, hey, I'm going to tell you something you already know, but you need to re-remember it. Let it bury in your heart. You've forgotten, right? It's like during Advent, I go, we all know the nativity scene, Jesus' birth, all the stuff, but I love Advent because we get to circle around the same truth, but let it sink into our heart in a special way. Now, I hit the table. <laughs> um, we get to let it sink into our heart in a, different, in a deeper, more meaningful way. And that's sort of what Isaiah's doing here. Hey, it's going to be hard. It's been hard, but don't forget who God is. Like, you've heard this. You know this. Don't forget it. Know it deeper. Know it better. And he goes, okay, your expectations are in a tough spot. 
You're kind of soaked in apathy, hard-heartedness, skepticism. But then he's going to state his case. Here's why you can hope in the Lord. Here's why your expectations in God can be so high. He's going to spend some time talking about the character of God. And so he's going to start with, let me find it. Here we go. The Lord is the everlasting God. The Lord is the everlasting God. Okay, God lasts forever. All right? So we live in a world that is trapped in time, right? And so we understand that nothing lasts forever. Look in the mirror and you know it's going away. The youth in my face. Oh, shut up. You're only 30. No, I can see it happening. I'm 29. I'm going to be 30. Nothing lasts forever. If I'm going to be 30, nothing lasts forever, all right? It's not good, right? I can't, go look at your yearbook in seventh grade, and you'll see like, oh, I've gotten older. And that might be good news or bad news for you. Seventh grade was a bad year for me. I had an afro and braces. It's good news. <laughs> but it doesn't take long to see like, oh, it's all going so fast. And there's something about your late 20s. And I know in the grand scheme of things, it's pretty young, but it just starts to hit you. Wow, it's really moving. Things are moving and shaking here. I guess going by so fast. This, this past week, me and my wife were, we had the, just the wonderful privilege of buying a puppy. Aww. <laughs> and uh, we go, we get the pup. 16 pounds, 12 weeks old, and they weren't sure about the age, but I Googled it, and it's about right. Um, so pretty big dog for how young it is, but I remember we bring it home, and I just started going on this pretty sentimental mental journey where I started thinking about, like, oh my goodness, my kids that don't exist yet and hopefully aren't even close to existing yet. Um, I'm not ready, Lord. I'm not ready. Um, but my kids don't even exist yet. Well, like, know this puppy. Like, that's so weird. Like, oh my gosh, like, and this puppy will be a dog, and one day we'll... It, you know, I won't get into it, but I started thinking about it. I was like, oh my goodness, life just goes so fast. Like, oh my goodness, it all just like zooms by. And I was just taken back by how like finite I am, right? And I'm not trying to depress this. Like it's a beautiful thing. It's, it makes it special and unique, but I just kind of got lost in this. Wow, life just moves, doesn't it? I Googled like, what's the oldest tree? And the oldest tree is like 3,500 years old. That is so old, I kind of don't believe it, but I bet it's at least a few hundred years old, right? Like, like I'm sure it's pretty old. It's like, when you think about God who stands outside of time, I'm as old as that tree. Like, when infinity is in play, what's the difference? A billion years, one minute, there's no difference, right? Like, and he goes, hey, don't forget, like, you're trapped in time, your little any mini season, you've been in this weird thing for a few years, you feel like it's been forever. No, God is forever, all right? He stands outside of time. His perspective on the world and your life and this people group and what's going on, it's very different. Don't forget God's perspective on life. I don't even know how to put a bow on that, but it's just important that we sit back and go, oh wait, I'm trapped in time. I'm worried about what time it is. I've got a calendar, God does not. He is infinite. He stands outside of time. He is forever, everlasting. He's the reason time exists, and he's the reason one day it will no longer exist. That's God. All right, that's first. It's pretty crazy. Secondly, the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth, that God created everything. Phenomenal reality here. All right, you get a lot of insight about a creator when you look at the creation, right? And so I think about, like, if you've ever heard a phenomenal, like, album 
or seen an amazing movie? Have you ever just like thought about the person who came up with the idea and just been like, whoa, they are like one trillion times smarter than me and creative and wow, how do you do that? Right, like I think about an album by Bon Iver that's kind of how I say the name. I'm never sure if I'm right. But do you know who that is, that artist? He has his album, and I never actually knew the name until this morning. It's called 22 A Million. It's super abstract and weird. So I, I just saw all the symbols and thought, that's the album. All right, so the album is called 22 A Million. And the way this guy can like put all these weird abstract sounds together, totally different sounds, and he merges them, and they just feel like almost spiritual, and it's like so incredible. I'm just like, who is this guy? Artists amaze me. I'm not that creative. Like, I love looking at memes. I could never make a meme. And those aren't even that creative, right? Like, but do you ever like see like a piece of work and just go, how is that possible? Have you ever heard a song or an album and been like, how do you do that? Or like seeing a great movie, like Christopher Nolan, he just makes the movie Inception. Have you seen Inception? Has anyone seen that movie? Raise your hand. I need, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. You can see? Yeah. And think about trying to pitch that idea. Okay, here's the movie I want to make. All right, so you know when you dream? Imagine if you dreamed a dream. I've done that before. No, 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 but imagine if you dreamed a dream in that dream. And I want to make a movie about it. It's like, that's going to be a trash movie. Like, good luck, right? And it's this beautiful piece of work. And I'm like, Christopher Nolan, how are you possible? You're just this genius that I'll never understand. I can't get there. But wow, great movie, right? It's kind of confusing at times. I'm pretty sure at the end, he was no longer in a dream. So anyway... When you look at this creation of someone, it helps you just let your mind just wander in like the magnificence, the brilliance of the creator. When's the last time you went on a walk and just sat down and let all your five senses just engage what's around you? Have you ever just like sat in nature and just sat still and just paused and paid attention to what's around you? Like notice like the trees or like picked up a blade of grass and like seeing how specific and intricate even the most minute detail of the earth is. It's like you go to the Grand Canyon, you see this huge view, you think about the solar system, the earth in this perfect orbit, this blazing hot ball of fire is the only reason we haven't frozen to death, this like sun in space. And then you go down and look at like a little squirrel playing with an acorn. Where did he get that playful personality? I don't know. But like God in his magnificence, down to the smallest little detail, down to the biggest, most incredible sight, the best view you've ever had, that God created all of it. Isaiah is going, look, you're in a tough spot in life. Don't forget this. God, he lasts forever. He stands outside this moment. And secondly, man, your God, the God that made you, he made everything. Wow. God is amazing. Have you ever had queso? Wow. Like what a fun idea. I'm not even sure that's from the Lord. Man, might have been, it probably is really terrible for you. So I don't want to, anyway, it's amazing though. He did make taste buds. But God created everything. And so Isaiah takes this moment to go, hey, don't forget, like, man, he is so incredible. Don't forget to be in awe of the creativity of creator God. Number two. Number three, <clears throat> we're still looking at the character of God. He does not faint or grow weary. He never, ever gets tired. Wow. The feeling you feel right now, God does not feel it. <laughs> like, I'm just assuming you're like me in the morning. 
She's like, if I stop talking right now, I went to that back room, I could sleep. I promise you, quickly, right? It's like, don't let this fool you. Um, the tiredness that we feel in life, oh my goodness, I'm trying to go caffeine-free. I'm, Sarah, I want you to listen to this part. I'm three weeks in on caffeine-free. Three weeks, yeah, thank you. Um, I love caffeine because it wakes me up and I don't like feeling tired, but I'm trying to break the habit, all right? I have an addictive personality for sure. And I'm just like, ah, oh. but the hard part is being tired, right? I remember in, um, I think this was sixth grade, I went to this lock-in, which is just so epic. As a kid, all you want is to have no rules on your sleep, right? You just, I just want to stay up. I don't know why. I just want to be miserable the next day. It sounds great. Um, and so we stayed up, played basketball, dodgeball. I watched my friends play Halo because I was never a Halo guy. Um, and uh, I remember just staying up super late. And then for some reason, and this really ended up being a big regret for me, my mom couldn't pick me up. And so she had my friend's mom pick me up. And so uh, my friend's mom picks me up. And I did not know this until she picked me up. She informed me and my friend Nathan that um, they were moving houses that day and that we needed to help her move. Yes, thank you. This is borderline abusive, right? I'm like, I'm like 12 on 24 hours of no sleep and I'm helping move. I literally remember laying down on a mattress with no sheet on it or anything because they were moving. And I was just like, they can't see me right now. I'm just gonna try to sleep for just a second. And then they came in, get up, help me move the mattress, right? And it's like, golly, like, you know that feeling? Or like that moment where there's like a final and you've procrastinated all week. And so you're like, my best method is to stay up until 4 a.m. Just chugging Red Bull and snorting caffeine. Never mind. <laughs> um, I have never done that. <laughs> but have you ever done like the all night, like study so hard? And, like by 2 a.m. you're just like, this is useless. I'm just exhausted. And, and Isaiah's talking to these people who maybe they're tired. They've been in captivity for years. Like he's like, at this point, you're gonna be so tired. I just wanna remind you at that moment, like don't forget, God is not tired. He has not grown weary. He's not out of energy. He hasn't grown too tired to listen to you. Like he is so full of life. He was, man, he created everything. He is forever. He's not trapped in time. He is full of life. He never grows tired. This is amazing. Number four, his understanding is unsearchable. He understands everything. God has never been curious about something. He's never pondered the why behind something. He's never thought, you know what? I need to sit back and study this a little bit more before I give my opinion on this, right? God is the all-knowing God. As smart as you feel, hold on, I keep my throat. As smart as you may feel, all it takes is a kid asking you why more than twice before you run out of answers, it's like, why does this work this way? Oh, I've got a simple answer here. Gosh, this sweet little child. Here's the answer. Why? Okay. Blah, blah, blah. Why? I don't know. Because it just is the way it is, right? And the smartest person you know, their knowledge has a bottom, right? Like, it's never infinite. And Isaiah's going to go, man, God knows everything. He's not curious about life. He, got, he has all the answers. Your God is not dumbfounded by anything. He only does things that are dumbfounding, that's your God. He lasts forever. He creates it all. He knows everything. He does not get tired. And so why is this good news? Like me, me and God are in immediately, after discussing these four facts, are extremely different. We operate in different realms. This is so powerful because in verse 29, he says, he gives power to the faint. And to him who has no might, 
He increases strength. Even youths shall faint and be weary, and young men shall fall exhausted. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. The hope of the Lord our God being these four things we talked about, just infinite knowledge, never growing tired, this beautiful creator, all these things, is that in his character, in the goodness of his character, he goes, those who are willing to wait upon me, to trust in me, I will pour out my infinite goodness on your finite lives. I'm willing to do this transfer. Like imagine if you could go to a basketball game, watch LeBron James play, and then he comes and puts his head, hand on your head and goes, here, have my power. And all of a sudden, I'm LeBron freaking James. Like, what in the world? That'd be a really good deal. And God goes, that idea logically seems far-fetched, but with me, it is not far-fetched. I am willing to give of my greatness into your life if you will only trust and wait upon me. And when he says this, wait upon the Lord, it's not this like, apathetic, weird, I just sit here, start a timer, and go, I wonder when God's going to do all these things for me. If you've ever had a really awesome waiter or waitress, they always are coming by your table, hey, do you need anything? Your cup's like four-fifths full, but that's not full enough for them, so they just top it off. You're never lacking. They're just always like, hey, do you need anything? Can I get anything for you? Have you ever had someone that's just killed it? Like, just, just dominated? You're like, wow, this person's amazing. I'm going to tip them like you know, a few dollars, I don't have a lot, but anyway, like, wow. Uh, that's more the picture of waiting upon the Lord. When the people of God will constantly come into the presence of God, God, what are you saying? Man, I'm here, I'm here. You're God, I'm not. What do you got? God, what are you saying? What's your heart? God, will you search my heart? Search it. Let me know what you find. Let me know where you're leading me. Take me wherever you want to take me. God, what, what do you have for me? When the people of God will consistently, persistently walk into the presence of God and go, what is it you're saying? What do you want? You are God. I'm listening. We will receive out of his abundance. In this next year, there is no better way to honor the Lord your God than to expect great things from him. I just feel this. I don't know what your year was like. I don't know what your life is like. I know that at times it feels like the air we breathe can be like really cynical and full of despair at times, right? We just kind of can assume the worst. We've had life experiences that have taught us to do that. But this year, I just, I want to urge you in the name of Jesus, you can come into the presence of God and your expectations of him cannot be high enough. I promise you, wherever they're at, they can go higher. But I sense that some of us are here, and right now, the thought of expecting great things from the Lord, maybe we don't know what that means, but also some of us are going, I've got real friction with that. It's hard for me to think about how great God is and to believe that he really wants to pour all this out on me. What does that even mean? It's just hard. There's barriers. And I want to challenge you today that before you go to bed, that you go somewhere and sit with the Lord and go, God, why is it so hard for me to believe in your goodness why is it hard for me to believe you have good things for me? And don't leave until you get it resolved, until he brings the peace of Jesus on your life. Like, don't leave. Some of us are going, man, God, I pray to you every day, three minutes on the way to work. Where are you? Well, sit longer. Don't leave. Search your heart. 
And so that's why we're doing something like Awaken, right? We're going in going, hey, for 30 days as a church, we're going to really intentionally over and over and over again come into the presence of God, wait on the Lord on behalf of ourselves, on behalf of others, and just see what he wants to do, trusting that he will renew us. That if you're tired, more sleep will help you, a diet will help you, nothing will help you like the presence of God. If you're stressed, if you're anxious, there's a lot of things that will help. Nothing will do it like, a presence of, like the presence of God. Sitting in his presence and just waiting. God, I'm, I'm, I'm actively seeking your peace. I'm not going anywhere until I have it. And so as we go to communion, I'm gonna ask you to do a couple things. Uh, one, as you take communion, I wanna ask you to be really honest with yourself and with the Lord. Is there anything in your heart that is, that is keeping you from hoping in the Lord this year? That when you hear from something like Awaken, that you're not full of like excitement and energy, you're like, ah, we'll see, I don't know. Maybe I'll do it, maybe I won't. You go, God, why is that? And just wrestle with him. Let him search your heart. Let him bring understanding to your life. And then secondly, uh, this is the second prayer request or this, this prayer point. Just pray, God, will you help me to expect great things from you? Just, just raise the bar in my heart and mind. As we come into this new year, with all these, hopefully, these new routines, this exciting stuff, God, will you help my expectations for you to be higher than any of my expectations for anything else in my life? That I'll expect great things from you. And then third, wait upon the Lord. Sit in his presence. Be attentive to him. God, what are you saying? What do you have for us? All right? Um, so, um, yeah, I'm going to pray for us. We'll go to communion. I just encourage you. I just pray with the Lord. If you feel any, like, barrier in your heart, sit with God until that's resolved. Don't leave. Just sit with them. What is this barrier in my heart? What is this cynicism? What is this thing? Then second, God, help me to expect great things from you. I honor you when I do that. Uh, and then what was the third thing? What did I say? Oh, wait upon the Lord. I was like, wait, I forgot my third point. Be attentive to the Lord. Okay. Um, all right. So I hope that makes sense. I'm going to pray for us. Um, if you want to pray with me, I'll be at the front here. Um, come grab me. That'd be great. Um, but yeah, let's take communion. Um, if you want to circle up and, and discuss anything, you can. Um, or you can just do this on your own. So yeah, let's pray. God, thank you. Help us to expect great things from you. Lord, I just, I pray, God, that wherever the barriers are in our hearts and lives that prevent us from going, oh, you, yes, I can expect amazing things from you. I can expect you to, to unload some of your infinite knowledge and your rest and your creativity, God, your beauty. Father, whatever's in the way of that, will you just expose it? And will you help us, like Jacob wrestling uh, in the Old Testament, God, will you help us to wrestle with it? We can be honest with you, wrestle with it, Lord, but I just pray that, that after that, you bring the peace of Jesus. God, bring clarity to our hearts and minds, Lord, whatever we're carrying this morning. In Jesus' name, amen.